From the protectors of the Internet, the Wisconsin Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force, it's the PKO Podcast with Carl and Dana. This is the PKO Podcast presented by the Wisconsin Department of Justice, Wisconsin Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force. I'm Carl. And I'm Dana. Before we introduce our guest today, very excited to share this joke. So she's been typing away prior to the recording, trying to find this joke. So I'm, I, I, okay, I'm, I'm willing to give it a try. Every here. time I see him, um, I, I giggle. Okay, you ready? Yep. Why would you take a laptop computer for a run? Laptop computer for a run. I don't know. To jog its memory. <sighs> <laughs> okay, so. I seriously got to download the snare drum symbol. <laughs> So joining us today, there's a smile, but not a laugh. Uh, <laughs> I can laugh now. Amy Crow from Summit Credit Union. She's their financial education specialist. Welcome, Amy. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. This is a unique topic that I'm excited to hear about um, because there's a lot of different avenues that we can take um, for ID theft and, and financials for teenagers and things that uh, we don't think about. Yeah. This is a good progression because last time we talked about kind of like that cashless culture. Yeah. Online Mm -hmm. gaming and all those in-app, in-game purchases and that kind of thing. So I think it it rolls really easily into this kind of stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a whole list of things. And I was just sitting here like scribbling notes because all of it's all of it's the same. Right. Yeah. It's how to protect kids online, what parents should know, things like that. Things that we might think are common practice because we hear it at work. We hear it out in in our social, we hear it out in, you know, just our culture, but are the kids getting it? And are they really understanding that transition from when they're a teenager and they're using mom and dad's credit card, like you said, on the online apps? And then how do they transition that to, oh, well, now I have a debit card. And when do they get their first credit card and what do they need to know? Right. Yeah. And I mean, it's all like, so we talk a lot about in our stuff with ICAC, we talk a lot about oversharing and security of information and passwords. And it's the same thing, just different, uh, I don't know, focus with it. But yeah, the concepts are all there. Yeah. Yeah. It's still teenagers and protecting them and (laughs) protecting even the tweens. We're seeing younger and younger kids getting access to, you know, their parents' debit cards or their parents' credit cards. And they're not really thinking about who they're sharing with or how they're sharing it or whether or not it's a reputable app or it's a reputable website when they're doing some online purchases and different things like that. Mm. So it's, it's, they're not a critical consumer yet, right? They're right. not looking for the scam. They're not looking to see if they're being taken advantage of. And then if it's especially financial information can be tied to personal information, mm-hmm. all of that type of stuff can really potentially hurt them in the long run from a decision they made when they were a teenager. Well, yeah. And so, I mean, we've seen with ID theft, like you were talking, mm-hmm. um, you know, mortgage fraud and things like that with, and you won't notice it until you're 18 or older when you try to go get credit for something. And and then all of a sudden you've got bills just racked up. Yeah. Because somebody stole your social security number from somewhere in some database, or maybe, you know, they always say, don't have your social security card in your wallet. You know, kids memorize that stuff now. Sure. Right. And so They've got it with them. They've yeah. got it with and them in their it. heads, right? Right. Us older folk. 
know what a social security card looks like. Right. Um, and even those older than us, you know, it used to be an ID for so many people. Sure. So thinking about, you know, what information is private that your child has access to and how they could be using it is, is something, a critical thing that for a parent to, to remember and think about. Mm-hmm. So when... Uh, what is what is most common that the kids are tacked onto their parents' card or that they get their own? Which, well, first of all, one of the things they'll do is is you can't enter into a lending agreement to get a credit card until you're 18. Oh, so okay. they may become an authorized user on a parent's credit card, things like that. And so when you're sharing your credit card information with a teenager, whether it's to put into an online app, are they saving that? credit card information right. to be mm-hmm. using on a different app that you don't know about that maybe you have told them they can't have mm-hmm. right or are they then potentially i don't know let's throw this scenario out there they know the credit card number they're trying to be helpful and 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 be liked by a certain friend and mm. they may give out that credit card information to get that app that might be $3 and then that person gives them $3 back in cash. Sure. Right. To get, you know, <laughs> it, it's interesting what a teenager might think to do. Yeah. And you wonder if nowadays, given that there isn't cash, right? We don't have, I never carry cash on me. Uh, it's always debit card or whatever. Yeah. If they actually appreciate the value of money, like, so they swipe it on a card, you don't see it. Oh, this is $25 for this app or whatever. Big deal. They don't understand that they have $100 of cash in their hand and suddenly that you're left with an empty hand. You know, they just have that card in place and then next thing you know, it's just up and up and up and up and up because of balance. So you, you kind of wonder sometimes on what the value is when you when you look at, you know, when they're buying the games or they're, trying to help out a friend or, you know, whatever the case may be, um, to really go with it. But it's true because they think in small dollar amounts and they think day to day. And even for adults, sometimes it's hard to plan ahead, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. could you guys list the last five times you've gone out to eat and how much you spent? Like some people can, and some people can't. Sure. So it's thinking about the kids and going, you know, I'm going to put load $25 onto your debit card because now with online banking, you can link parental accounts to youth accounts, or you could transfer money back and forth between your checking account and their checking account to give them cash to go to the mall for them to use their debit card. But then if you keep doing that and keep doing that and keep doing that, all of a sudden you've given your kid $150 for that month. And then you get mad at them the next time they ask you because you they aren't paying attention to the fact that you just gave them $150, mm-hmm. but you are. And so you get to the value of money, right? And that's when you say, let's go into your online banking app, see the balance. Every time you make a purchase, I want you to go in there and start looking at that balance to see how much money you have left so that you don't have to then all of a sudden be in the negative in your checking account, incur overdraft fees from a purchase at the mall, all those types of things. So I think it's having parents not only be aware that you might look at your online banking app, but are the kids looking at that online banking app? Or do they just know that maybe their debit card doesn't work and they need to ask mom and dad Mm. for money? So having those conversations with the kids about here's the budget even for the month. I'm going to give you $100 for the month. You can spend it on food, clothes, Mm-hmm. Flaming hot Cheetos and a Mountain Dew <laughs> at the quick trip, yeah. I don't know, whatever that is. Um, but ultimately, that's all you're going to get, and that's something that that could be could be used in terms of the value of money too. Sure, like teaching budgeting, teaching responsibility, sure. 
earning trust with all of that. Earning trust. That's a huge thing, thing, right? Like those kids have to earn trust. Um, And same thing for when you just hand over your debit card when they're doing online purchases. It's where are you buying that from? Mm -hmm. They're looking at Instagram nowadays or whatever social media app that they're on and they're seeing people pushing product. Mm -hmm. You know, this piece of clothing, that trinket for their bedroom, whatever that might be. And then they ask for your credit card. Well, where is that coming from? Is that coming from overseas? Mm. Right. Is that coming from a maybe an Etsy store? Sure. Um, is it a secure site? Is it is a it... secure site? Sure. Um, is it some guy in a basement somewhere selling you some okay. kind of shoes? That now has your address. Right. That now has all that. You know, and, and we just don't know. And so it's helping our kids understand where are you buying from? How long will it take to get here? What information are they asking for? Could you do it through PayPal? Mm-hmm. Um, could, do the kids get a PayPal account or do they use your PayPal account? Even Venmo, I'm hearing now, where the kids will be transferring money between Venmo to each other, sure. where one of them will pay for the whole thing on their debit card, and then the other kid will move money from the Venmo account, and they're not even really using a checkbook, right? No. Sure. They're using their Venmo account. So then is Venmo secure? Or I've heard this, too, from our financial education coordinator at our high school branches. Uh, we have three branches, um, one at La Follette, one at East, and one at Memorial. And uh, they'll walk to the mall on lunch with someone else's debit card to buy lunch. Oh. Because they can't get out of class or Mm. they have a club meeting, but they (laughs) want whatever their friend is going to get. Friend doesn't have money. They give them the debit card. They go buy it. Pin and everything. With the pin potentially. Or not. They're just swiping the card and signing. Sure. (laughs) Um, so, so you see the comfort level of the kids, right? They're so comfortable sharing on social media. They're comfortable sharing their debit cards. They're comfortable moving money back and forth. What do we need to tell them to be aware of? The fact that somebody else has your pin number now and that they might be buying something else at the mall on your debit card, promising you that they're going to pay you back. Well, what type of a position does that put you in financially? Mm -hmm. If you become negative in, in your checking account and you're not able to pay that back, you could potentially not get a checking account later on in life if we decide to close your account on you because you're not paying your overdraft fees, mm-hmm. right? And so that you're making sure that kids are aware that you just can't share your debit card with somebody or have them go take it because you never know what's going to happen with teenagers these days. It mm-hmm. could be passed around the block. Mm-hmm. Or they just don't have the same appreciation for the security of it. So it, get dro- it gets dropped, it gets left, it gets right. shared with another person. It get, you know, yes. It's it's not theirs. What do they care? Yeah. You're scaring me. Oh, get this one. So we've also had kids at our high school branches who've been approached by somebody at the mall with a check for three, $400. And they say, hey, would you go cash this check? And then I will give you 100 of the 400 mm-hmm. And it's the biggest thing that we see in terms of teenagers being taken advantage of because they either want to be liked by that person right. or they want the quick cash. Mm-hmm. Or they're just super nice and they don't realize that it's a scam and it, and it happens quite frequently with students. And I, and it's kind of amazing to me because if somebody were to walk up to me and ask, would you cash this $400 check for me? I'll give you a hundred. I will know it's a scam. Yeah. Wow. But kids are so trusting these days. And yeah. then what happens is, is that the check's bad and these kids are in debt for $400 to the credit right. union in their checking account. And then they can't 
you know, it, it really hinders them being able to make and pay the credit union back so that they're a whole person again in terms of financial services mm-hmm. for them to move on. And if they're 17, then they might not be able to get their first credit card or their first loan or different things like that because they owe a financial institution money. So mm-hmm. it's it's making sure that parents are aware that these things could be happening to your kids. And it's just, hey, don't give out your personal information. Don't give out the, the passcode on your phone because right. somebody could go into Venmo and move money to themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you wouldn't know about it until like four days later and you're mm-hmm. like, where did my money go? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just understanding all of the, when we talk about security of information, it's, it's more than just, you know, whatever photos or personal info that you've got in your apps and your accounts. It's this financial stuff too, because we, yeah. we do all put our mobile banking stuff on phones and carry it with us. And right. Yeah. Yeah. And are you, are they using the thumbprint or are they using the password mm-hmm. or are they using both? Are they using facial recognition? Um, how are they getting into those financial accounts? Um, what are they using for financial accounts, making sure that as parents, we're aware of what all of that is and even monitoring their accounts and questioning some of their purchases, I think is important too, because right. either we're funding it or they're funding it. And if you're seeing influxes of cash into their account and they don't have a job, mm. hmm. yeah, right. what's that coming from? Right. What's Red that? flags. But is that coming from because you saw a $30 purchase to the Cheesecake Factory because y'all treated each other with right. cheesecake, <laughs> which is great, right? And it's paying them back. It, it It's just helping kids understand and learn how to use financial tools is really important because it sets them up for success. Yeah, Quite a few things to think about that you don't, you know, we focus a lot on safety from predators mm-hmm. on internet. This is a whole new gamut of things to think about. For safety and security, yeah. So we're talking about scams. I think we need to um, kind of touch on what to do if you've been scammed. And we're going to hit a lot more on this in our next episode. But real quick, let's hit a couple of like key things to remember if you think there's been um, fraudulent activity in the card, if there's been a scam, something like that. What do we do? I think the first thing that um, you can do is call a financial institution and get that card um, frozen or replaced. That's a big thing. Um, so it's making sure to ask those um, kids, hey, so I noticed this on your card. What is this? Mm-hmm. Oh, I gave it to my friend. That is a big red flag. Mm-hmm. Let's get let's change that right sure. then and there. So I think that's the biggest one right there is making sure to stop that access to that specific card information. Same as always, have those online discussions Absolutely. early and often mm-hmm. about yeah. whatever it is. And monitor. And monitor. We just keep adding to the list of things to talk about. I know, but it's I got to start thing. taking notes myself. Yeah. All right, stay tuned for part two. We're going to talk a lot more about um, things to watch out for, things to do to kind of fix some of this stuff. As always, stay safe.